guys, this is Natural Thoughts and Talks. I'm your host, Venture, and we got a good one for you today. Go ahead and give us your name and tell us where you're from. Omar Othman, uh, born in LA, living in Seal Beach now. Okay. Business in Long Beach. How do you like Seal Beach? That's an interesting one. I like it. It's a smaller town. I grew up there, went to oh, high yeah. school at La Salle High School. So gotcha. it's kind of where I started, then branched in a business to Huntington and wanted to come back to the hometown. But Seal is cool. It's, a, it's not really touristy yet. I feel like it's a little hard to break into Seal Beach. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It you know is. what I mean? Like yeah. everywhere else, Long Beach, very inviting. Huntington, anybody in the world come through. Yeah. But Seal, they got a little lock and key on it. it. And is. I was like, okay, if you guys want to be that way, you can have it. I come in peace. But yeah, that's like the vibe. Totally. Super cool though. But <laughs> yeah, Seal is, Long Beach is where we put the business because we needed that more open. We're, I'm now in the mushroom industry. And so mm -hmm. I needed, a very open-minded, accepting, non-judgmental society who can kind of just let me be for a year and understand what we're here to do. Yeah. Yeah, Seal Beach would have been a lot more uh, pressure, like you're saying. Definitely, and that's why I wanted you on, because I want you to sort of take your expertise and explain in layman's terms that that barrier that's up right now clearly you guys are trying to break down that barrier of oh mushrooms shroom, oh my god that's so bad or that's so like what are you doing right but as far as medicinal use as far as like you know all the positives that's used i would love to hear you know just a little bit about that things like that because i love outliers you're an outlier i go i see something i go this shit's fucking weird. All right. Hey, I'm down. Let's jump into it. See what's going on. I don't care if you have, you know, mushroom company, all the other businesses that you're talking about that we can get into, uh, damn stripper pole facility, whatever it is. Like I want people to understand that there's humans just like you and I behind everything that's built. Right. Yep. Totally. I think it's important for people to connect. And we were saying before we got onto this, that everybody should give somebody time to connect whether it be something you're interested in or something you're not yeah uh staying open-minded enough to just accept what that other human wants to tell you uh, i guess if you see too much motive or weird intent you can step away early but if somebody's just trying to listen and ask a few questions we should talk mm -hmm. and that's how we stimulate new ideas that's how i got into mushrooms is through conversation through understanding yeah that's awesome and you talk about coming from seal beach you have any siblings you an only child how'd you yep. grow up uh two siblings sister brother younger i'm i'm the oldest oh you're the oldest yeah sister just had a baby so congrats uh, i'm an uncle yeah uh, brother's a structural engineer up in san fran uh parents are great dad has a construction company mom has kind of uh gone heavy into education and then dabbled in business a little bit here and there. So I grew up in a family of business uh, thinkers. So I was able to, you know, that I'm grateful for that part of my childhood is through observation, you learn. Definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'd love to hear you guys are pretty close and everybody's pretty local. Uh, everybody's local. Uh, I mean, in terms of like the general family, sister is in Chicago. Okay. Brothers up north in San Fran. Uh, parents are within 10 minutes of me. I moved, rented a house very close to them because I wanted to be near the family. Yeah. Grandma's near there. I'm kind of a tribal 
That's person. what's up. Yeah, so yeah. the holidays will be real easy for you guys then, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's easy, but every family as you get older, the, the structure deteriorates as the hierarchy deteriorates. Mm. So as the you know grandparents start passing away, the structure changes, the connection changes, the intentions seem to expose. You know, that's something that I've been on lately as far as like sort of building this community that we're working on with the show, right? We have a lot of people on. Some people are great. Some people, you know, nobody's bad. But, you know, there's better episodes than others, right? You get a better vibe. It's always reaching out, right? And it's almost like you, do you ever find yourself being the guy that reaches out a lot, right? And then you kind of get to see who actually reaches back, right? Like as far as relationships go, I don't understand people who don't reach back. Hmm. That's one of those weird things where like, I used to get angry. Obviously, I don't anymore. <laughs> but like, you know, growing up, maturing, things like that. But it's like, why the fuck wouldn't you want to? Yeah, hell yeah. Hey, hey, you want to go grab some pizza? You want to go grab some grub? Fuck yeah, let's go. When yeah. can you go? Oh, uh, you got this thing, that thing, this thing, that thing. So busy. Got this, yeah. that, and that. All right, cool. Yeah. Sure, sure you are. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it, It's a learning experience. It's not like I used to get mad too. And I'd be like, dude, we're friends. This is what we should be doing. But... There is no should, and what we think should be done may not fully align with what they think should be done. Mm -hmm. So now I'm, I'm the same. It's, I've started being happier, receding into my own circle, and I'm not a reacher anymore. I'm a, a, I'm, I've opened up my portal to let whatever comes to me come in, and then I filter that. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say I, I reach as much. I feel that the the more you reach, the the less you let what should happen occur and what you think should happen occur. I like that. And usually what you think is not what should happen mm -hmm. on the grander scheme. Right? That's kind of like how many times have you planned something out and it's actually gone according to plan, right? That's Rare. like... Just the strangest thing. But yet the alternative of like when things happen, that's where it's like, oh, fuck, I wouldn't, I, I didn't even know what I was thinking about, right? This is so much better than what I wanted. Had I had what I had, I wouldn't have what I have now, right? And it's totally. like so cool, dude. What's your guys' like cultural background? Uh, Syrian, 100%. Okay. So uh, families like grown up in Syria and Lebanon and mm -hmm. then came here. Mom was born here. Dad was born in Syria, grew up in Lebanon. I was born here, uh, sister brother born here, so we're American, yeah. but blood Syrian. That's pretty, actually a funny coincidence, because Hannah is from Sweden. I wish she was here right now, she got caught up, but like, she's got finals right now. So that, that took importance over, you yeah. know, finishing things out. So on the next time when we have you back, if you want to come back, she spent a year in Syria too. So her nice. dad was a part of the UN back in the day, grandpa was a part of the UN, and just like, that's really cool. Have you ever been back? Yeah, as a kid, we used to go. Now it's like war torn, so yeah. there's no, no mm -hmm. going. But it it's a cool place. It's like an old historical, uh, yeah, very nice people city. Yeah, I want to hear as we transition into your business endeavors, hiring employees, building a team, you know, building a community around your guys's products and services. What are some of the main things that you like to focus on? when developing your sort of group. Yeah, there's definitely on mic and off mic combos yeah. with that, but the the on mic one would I'll try to be as vulnerable and transparent as possible is 
when you're building a team, it's giving them what they want while you still getting what you want. And it's not about as much just building your dream because your dream can mold into a combination of many of their dreams. And I think that allowed me to be a better manager and uh, business owner and employer is I used to go with what I think is right and you're either on or get the get out. And I was kind of aggressive with that when I started in business because I didn't have the luxury to fail for even a day or two days. I was day by day meeting my payments. Mm -hmm. And if anyone were to mess that up, I would take it very seriously. And once you realize that you don't have control over tomorrow, you have control just over today and to stop freaking out about tomorrow because today wasn't aligning, it's easier. And so I did that with a lot of my management techniques in looking at what they want and then capitalizing on what they want by growing it. If you're good at marketing, let's put you into the marketing department. If you're good at working with your hands, let's put you into the shipping department. If you're, I have a ceramic studio. So if you're an artist, let's put you into the ceramic business. So my goal as an entrepreneur is to build a, a business model that adheres to when people walk in for an opportunity and they want to hustle. I have an avenue that we can both grow. That's with. awesome. I like that a lot. Did you go to school? Yeah. Dropped out of college mm -hmm. like two years in got into business but yeah i i went to high school you know all the normal school and mm -hmm. then went to college for two years to long beach state here dropped out went to cypress college for a year did golden west for a year and then decided i'm just I'm i like that that's this. an interesting <laughs> thing that's such a weird take i want to know what was your mindset as far as did you feel societal pressure around that or did that not enter, did that penetrate your bubble at all? I think everybody has societal pressure on going to college. Mm -hmm. I think everybody has to battle the idea of if I don't go, I better do something. And that's why I think it can breed success or failure. If you don't make the right decision after not going to college, you probably will be a failure. And if you had went to college, you probably wouldn't have been a failure. I like that. For me personally, college was one of my bigger obstacles just because it was in the way of building everything I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. I had to pay tuition and uphold things like this mm -hmm. and do other stuff. So it was just like felt so freeing once I got out. Is that the feeling that you had once you dropped out of like, fuck, I don't have to deal with this like school thing anymore. Now I can focus on when I wake up, how do we get better? Till, till I close my eyes. I wake up, how the fuck do we get better? Close my eyes, wake up, do it again. There's no, oh, I got to talk to Ms. Johnson or Ms. whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, how freeing is that? It was good. It was freeing. At the same time, I would say for years, I had to, I still battled the idea of should I go back to school? Should I not? I'm in a meeting. Someone's asking me, where, oh, this is what they talked about that would hinder me. Uh, oh, I'm applying for this. So until I built confidence, it held me back for, I would say, a year or two. I also got into way too many conversations and debates on if college is trying to prove to everybody that I don't need it. But then I was wasting my time on 
what you're saying, the freeing thing, I didn't get right away. Until you got the confidence and then you got that. Then I had I the like freeing that. of like, you know what, I really don't care anymore. I, I don't even want to have the, con- the convo isn't even relevant anymore. I like where you're going with that. It seems like the pinnacle is confidence. Until you're going to start something, you have to believe that you can do it, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of motherfuckers think, oh, when I get the degree, I'll be confident, mm-hmm. right? But I was confident fucking... My icon is Muhammad Ali. So we're talking, you know, 10, 11, yeah, 12. We're, you know what I mean? So that I'm cut from that type of cloth. Yeah. And I always had it. And luckily I had parents that just saw the fire and was like, oh, let's put gasoline on it. Mm-hmm. Let that guy go. He's fine. It's really cool because people have that crutch of, oh, I went to USC. I went to Stanford. I went here, 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 here. And then now they're out in the world and they go, Oh no, what do I have to do? Maybe I'll get a graduate degree. Maybe I'll go do, oh, I'll go teach, right? I'll go do this, 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 and this. But what you're saying is you need the confidence in order to start whatever your craft is, right? Yeah, exactly. So what was the first key? Yeah. What was the first thing you started Uh, that worked? (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't say I have a very high failure rate. Okay. Thank God. Gotcha. (laughs) But when I was like, you know, 14, 15, I started a car washing business. A friend of mine was 16 and he had a car and I was like, I got a hose. (laughs) (laughs) So I just passed around flyers around the neighborhood and O&B car wash services. I would wash RVs, trailer, blah, blah. Got kind of bored of the $25 sitting in the driveway for an hour. So I went to local businesses, high rises, whatever. And I was like, you know, I'm young. I want to make money. Talk to the secretary. Can you send an email to the business? And ask the the whole business if they want their car wash to just run their keys down their car will be done in an hour mm-hmm. realize like 20 people would come down and i couldn't do it in an hour i had to hire friends so then i became an entrepreneur yeah. once you're hiring you're not a entrepreneur you're like an aunt you're moving you know on mm-hmm. on your own you're an independent successful person mm-hmm. i think an entrepreneur has to create opportunity for people in whatever aspect that can be. And that's when I felt the feeling of moving from independent business guy to like entrepreneur. And then obviously you're young, not motivated. You go back to school. I can't run this thing all the time. It fell through probably two, three years in, but I, I met so many rich people. I started the runners, which is a courier service, uh, delivering stuff for people who wanted it same day Mm. you want a subpoena done i'll serve people you want uh roses delivered to your wife because you weren't a good enough husband i'll take them for you you want me to write a handwritten card like you wrote i'll do i did anything they wanted in that same day that opened up some crazy doors i love that right there before we get into that very similar. I was a dog walker, dog trainer. I had mm. everything from El Porto down to Palos Verdes, everything mm. in between all, you know, professional hockey guys, um, celebrities, you know what I mean? High level businessmen. It opens doors. And it opens doors, but I want to know your take on it. My biggest thing was I was, you know, like exposure leads to expansion. So, you know, they'd hire me. Hey, we need you 150 bucks a night. Can you stay here for a week? Right. Like in high school. Okay, cool. I'm in a mansion now. Like, holy shit, I've never done this before. I got 
heated seats, this and that, just the exposure and just walking around all day, getting a part of the community, learning people. It's a cheat code. Yeah, it's so cool. So like, what are some of the biggest takeaways? Because I was just seeing it. No, I was on, like, on what you're saying before we go on back yeah. to me is that's a big cheat code. What you did is you found a service that you're willing to put your ego aside and just you'll pick watch up someone's yeah. you'll pick up the I'll scrub your fucking dry, whatever you need and you did it and you went to a community that you wanted to you thought was prestigious or whatever that's a risk most people won't put their ego or their ego will get in the way they'll be like I'm not going to walk around and ask these people put them above me well you're never going to be there if you don't do that mm. and so that's that's what opens the doors is you're literally that's a you were in the houses that people may have lived their whole life because their ego got in the way and never got to sit in that amazing house. And you got to do it just by wa watching their dogs. Mm -hmm. Exactly. As we pivot now into, you're talking about creating opportunities, creating platforms, the difference between an entrepreneur and those who want to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Tell me what were some of the biggest barriers? What could a young guy who is thinking about making that jump, right? What were some of the headaches that you had? Some of the, hey, we're going to hire somebody, right? Was the mindset just like, oh, you can always fire them if not? Or what were your thoughts? I don't believe in, I think if you believe in firing, then you're planning for failure. Mm -hmm. So like it should be dependent back to what I was saying earlier. Like if you're opening an opportunity for someone, it's what they want. And you provide the keys to use what you have to get what they want, then it's on them. If they don't perform, they know they should probably quit. Like they're not meeting the agreement. No logical human can walk into the office every day and look at each other when you're shaking hands on an agreement and not do it. Some may push the limit to where firing has to be done, you could say, or cutting their hours or salaries down because we need less of what they're offering. That can happen with certain situations, but in general, people will quit if they're not meeting the expectation. Mm -hmm. So no, I, I never believed in hiring with the idea of firing. Yeah. It's good for pump and dump businesses or like, uh, you know, boiler rooms, stuff where you just, it's volume, it's not quality that's a great business model. I'm in like highest quality, try to do it right. Mm -hmm. If we're getting into something, do it the best. I need the best people, creative thinkers. I like that. Talk to me about delegating as far as how good are you at that? To-do as... lists. Say it again? To-do lists. Yeah? It's That's like easiest key. Just pop them me. out. Here you go. Just everybody has a shared notes. Here's what you got to do throughout this next week two weeks three weeks four weeks you bold the items that are due that week we have expectation dates if you don't meet the date you extend the date if you don't extend the date it's kind of on you that you're not managing your schedule properly so i came up with ways to not delegate as much as possible while using reality to delegate things need to be done this is your position these are the things that have to be done if you don't do them, my delegation is just asking why, why didn't you do that? <laughs> yeah. Are you married? Are you in a relationship? No, single. Solo dolo rolling. Solo dolo rolling. I like yeah. that. How's I mean, that? It's fun. It's, we're young and 
I mean, I'm 32, so not young, young, but... In the grand scheme of things, In the grand scheme, it's like I'm getting to the age where I should be, like, getting married. So in the next couple years, like, I'm open to it if if the right sitch hits up. But I'm not a dating app dude. I'm not a reacher. Like I said, Mm -hmm. I kind of just leave my life open. I've been grateful for the female and business opportunities. It's like... Yeah. It's... I'm not dormant. And so that's fun. But settling down would be cool yeah definitely what i want to know is clearly you've been at this for a while you started as a young man now you're you know a proper man grown man right i'm in a young man's phase right now reaching out to people who are older than me you know what i mean luckily i have the credibility and the backing to sort of make what i want to do and i know that what i do i'm really good at Mm -hmm. and when i don't know i ask for help i'm totally humble about that i don't have a big ego as things start to shift, how has that shifted for you? Do you see what I'm saying? Because I'm thinking, hey, what is this next door? Yeah, the average guy I work with right now, 35 to 40. You know what I mean? Like, It's never really been a thing in in my mind. The, mm-hmm. the, I did question it maybe for a year of my life, the age thing. But I found out very quick intelligence has nothing to do with age. And confidence has nothing to do with age and experience has nothing to do with age and those can be mathematically scientifically proven that you know a a 10 year old in this region may experience much more than a 10 year old in this region or lifestyle and that just built my confidence young that at you know 16 17 I was had no problem sitting with a 60 year old 70 and talking business whatever i like that one of the things that i find in my kind of circles that i don't necessarily run with but i find myself a part of them and i'm always the guy that's usually dealing with a lot of impost not i don't deal with imposter syndrome i Mm. deal with head cases you know what i mean trying to sort of all right well let's figure out why are you like that what's going on oh you thought you were too young yeah oh you think you're too old okay let's figure that out how do you deal with that do you have any of that? Did you have any of that? A hundred percent. Confidence? Great, great question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would say 80% of my energy, like I even remember comments from fam, like, who do you think you are? Jesus? Like, why are you helping? Why? Why? Mm-hmm. Fix you before you fix them. And I do think that's correct is who, who do we think we are to go put all of our energy into helping people who don't want to help themselves before us building a proper empire that can actually help people and without real money without real power real connections real energy can you really help that many probably Mm -hmm. not you could help the guy on the corner okay that's important we can do that to help a society or to help a, a movement or an ideology takes a lot more and um I would say it took probably until I was 26 hmm. before I broke through stopping helping people who don't want to help themselves and concentrating on helping people who want to help. I like that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I would say the difference between an employee mindset and a business owner, that's the stage I'm in right now as far as identifying, trying to 
was trying to help that right mm-hmm. and then i go oh fuck that's my breakthrough right everybody has it but it goes like oh yeah no 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 you don't want three to seven businesses you don't want to like you see things as one way as like this is the rule book this is how i follow it page by page by page whereas i like to kind of just dabble in different things you mm-hmm. know what i mean i like to have several pots that i'm going in build this build that all that because i can't do one at a time that's like, okay i can't sit down right so are you good at identifying certain personality types like that? Uh, I, I don't go to therapy and I haven't um, mm-hmm. like gone through all the personality trait yeah. uh, science of the mind type, but I would say I'm very recognizant of energy and, and uh, personalities and what they're looking for, I guess. It may take a while to really understand somebody because we shield our true personality, but uh, to understand the core... Yeah, I can get it semi-quickly. Um, but, yeah, so sorry, repeat the question, the original. The question was, are you good at identifying the difference between somebody who wants to just work one thing versus somebody who wants to work nine things, the ten imp- things? Okay, I think yes, and it doesn't hurt for people who want to do nine, ten things. Like, I own nine, ten businesses at a time. It's not bad do i highly respect the entrepreneur who can own one business and just laser in on that and make it super successful that's also very attractive and i i i respect that i'm different i need seven eight things i'm doing and i need synergy and i need movement and i need capability and i think lasering on one offers financial capability and success I think it limits your reach on creating change. Synergy creates change. I so, like that. So I like my hand in many buckets. I like that. Tell me about the mushroom thing. Tell me about how you got into that. Yeah, that's the newest one. It's I started it three years ago, and I had been like taking functional mushrooms even when I owned my like hookah lounge restaurant back in the day when I was your age, like mm-hmm. in my twenties. And it was powerful. They were interesting. And it never left once I found the mushroom world. And so once I started seeing science coming out on these things being good for mental and physical health, that sucked me in. And then I I got into growing the psychedelic mushrooms, which were like they're still illegal yeah so i was growing those and i didn't like the feeling of it it was like kind of look over your shoulder like yeah it's science but it's illegal so i i didn't i kind of zoned out then i was looking at how can i like legally take this knowledge and um all the products and there's an amazing like plethora of well-made uh products that are legal how do i build relationships with these people blah 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 then decided to open the first brick and mortar like mushroom store and then from there decided to make a bunch of mushroom products and then i distributed those to grocery stores and coffee shops and through that gained knowledge data understanding and then just kept doubling down and what are some of like your favorite three products that you'd say that are mushroom would the terminology be like infused or Injected, yeah. like how would you yeah. use that? I would say like 
mushroom infused is our, our coffee is the best mushroom infused product because it's versatile you don't have to stop drinking coffee and you get your mushrooms in and it's an alkaline low acidity cold brew that's available in california and online internationally uh and how'd you even get into that were you just obviously a consumer right and then just learn little by little or what where, where, uh, how did you get in the research did you know a guy or what no when i when i started in the mushroom coffee i noticed the big uh, movement was coffee substitutes. So using mushrooms to get away from coffee. And I was a cold brew drinker and I, sorry, I have this. You're good. This itch that's messing with me. Yeah, you're good. Do whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, I would say because I was a cold brew drinker and I didn't want to get away from drinking cold brew, but I wanted my mushrooms. I, looked into the market and there was not a single company who was infusing mushrooms and coffee. So I was like, Oh, we can be the first and I can get my mushrooms in my daily and stop buying other cold brew release that bottled it applied to a few grocers who ate it up. Erewhon being one who's a very like picky grocery store. Tell me about that process. That's really cool. They're stringent and they go through like a, colonoscopy of your of your <laughs> they product. crawl up your ass yeah. huh so they they really asked all the questions and i found out naturally the way we developed our product was just simple to the point no fillers high quality and they like that and once i noticed that the highest quality grocers are respecting these simpler higher quality less is more type products i just kept developing those so mm-hmm. then now we have like maybe I don't know, 50, 60 products we make that under Culture's brand. Um, we also own Stem and Cap. I released that with Fantastic Fungi, who's a Netflix documentary that probably mm-hmm. attracts a lot of people into the mushroom world. Is yeah. Right when it finished, we did a big launch with them where we sent a chocolate bar to like all the viewers and then included it in this forager box that they launched and they still have it on their website but stem and cap became one of our best-selling products which is a chocolate bar and then i would say the third best would be our substrate we partnered with a tortoise rescue where i was before i got here yeah i want to hear about that and it's in san diego it's called twisted tree nursery and uh there's 14 tortoises that melissa and justin have rescued before i got involved in partnership with them and that's a pretty magical place we take the manure of the rescued tortoises um, sterilize it with proper soil mediums and release it as a, a mushroom growing substrate which has to be sterile and properly made with the right nutrient values for the mushrooms so they come from tortoise huh so that's dino soil which is how i found melissa and justin and told them this is the only thing i want to sell for the next you know i'm super in and uh just started the partnership and then i i thought i have a company alpaca bowl company where i make handmade hookah bowls and we're like the leader if you google like best hookah bowl in the world i'm sure alpaca will come up that's what's up and so we're we're the leader in hookah bowls and i've had alpaca for eight nine years it's like one of my first inventions were in the hookah industry and once i was googling 
what animal's stomach produces the best microbiome for manure and it said alpaca and i was like okay this is a calling so i bought three alpacas <laughs> put them on the tortoise rescue and do they have names yeah uh, well, when we bought them, the person who owned them was a, a police officer in Arizona who I, she drove them out here to Cali for me. But it took me a while to find the alpacas. But yeah, the three names are Beretta, Patriot, and Jojo. <laughs> That's funny. Shout out to them. Yeah, Jojo's <laughs> on my story right now. You can, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not live, but. Definitely. Yeah, Jojo's a cool, he's pretty much a show alpaca. That's so cool. You're just a journeyman. Like, that's so like your personality is you're you're really out there you know yeah, what i mean yeah, no, you're you're into some we're weird here for sure <laughs> some interesting stuff but yeah i like it i dig it it's super fun and like i guess you're always on the move kind of what's next you're talking about some travels that you got coming up right that's what we spoke about on the phone yeah where are you headed next uh i mean i'm always traveling because i do most of my business in in europe uh and like surrounding countries north africa australia just around the planet mexico and i i just came back from spain last week we opened a, a lounge mushroom mocktail bar um, hookah lounge restaurant cool little place in madrid in mahata honda you can google tangiers madrid and go check it out and that's what's up we'll take care of you but yeah that that's a cool new project. We're opening a culture up in Humboldt. Uh, so I'm, I'm going back and forth to Humboldt. Mm -hmm. Arcata, that's going to be our second culture location. I like that. And this was my first like time getting investor money. I usually bootstrap everything and do everything with my own money. I don't get loans. How do you feel about that process? It's interesting. It's fun. It's easier it's more motivating how is the control dynamic i don't need control i'm done I, i'm if somebody can do something better than i can mm -hmm. honestly take what i've built i can build really cool good things can i be the master at showing that to the whole world no hmm. so i need more geniuses on my team i can do good at my part but i can't do everything so my goal now is just getting more people on board who can showcase what we have, what we're doing. We're doing way too many things to explain, even on a 45-minute yeah, yeah. podcast, that um, these things need to be noted. I liked your and, answers, though. You know, your answer was fine. I don't need the control. I think that's something a lot of people battle with right there. Um, I battle with it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Is I, I really take pride in the level of quality of work that I do. It's hard for me to let that go mm -hmm. you know but it, it, it's one of those things where it's like i almost want to train i almost want to train it and then be like okay well i trained you so i know you can do what the fuck you're talking about sure i'm the type of guy that you want to be on a sailboat with me 50 miles off the coast because shit is taken care of you know mm -hmm. what i mean you know you're okay you know you're safe but i like that i really like that mindset that helped me out a lot yeah you can do that i mean what you're doing also works and it just depends on your industry. You're in finance, so being an independent journeyman and kind of like taking care of things is more in your realm. Mm -hmm. In my realm of product development and inventing things, like I don't want to be this inventor in a garage where my inventions get found when I'm dead. I'd prefer while I'm here to see these things changing, 
different industries. Definitely. I want to transition into international business because that's where I want to see. I, you know, travel, travel, travel. That's my biggest thing that I'm dumping all my money into is yeah. just trying to see what's out there. Because every time I go somewhere, something new pops into my head. Mm-hmm. What is that like as far as what? It, obviously, it comes natural, right? But you're talking about opening things up in North Africa, Europe, you know, Madrid, things like that. What are some of the barriers? How'd you learn to do all that? I did that? what you did. I just started flying around. Okay. Traveling is a trip. Psychedelics are a trip. A trip is a reset of the mind. It's why you think of new ideas. You changed your perspective and new thoughts came in. And so traveling is important, but you have to travel with purpose. So like my first travels was I lived at an orphanage in Indonesia when I didn't have a business plan and lived there for, you know, five weeks and uh, just lived with the kids and tried to learn how to live life from baby stage again and then come back to reality in our, you know, city here and try to reset. And that's how I started the runners. That courier service was after I, like, quit my job in between business, blah, blah, blah. Um, that, like, uh, that sets you into where I think you want to go is finding out your passion and where, like, you want to direct your energy. And once I figured out, like, I need to do things that mean something, it it propelled me into a different realm for sure. So kind of the pie in the sky idea that I have is my passion is towards really helping people with their finances. Hmm. Uh, I come from my parents. uh, My mom built one of the most successful healthcare consulting companies for physical therapy Hmm. in the United States. She's a beast at that. Her passion was, oh my gosh, there's a lot of overweight, you know, help kit. People need help, right? She's focuses on kids, things like that. I go, yeah, I mean, you know, your weight and your health is really important, but your money is almost everything. Like you'll see, I have a super big athletic background. You'll see somebody skip a workout for a week, two weeks, three weeks. You don't see the average person skipping work for two weeks. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's at the front as far as stressors. And I really would love to help educate or at least play a part in building a system to help increase financial literacy within the next generation of people within the next generation of employees, things like that, Hmm. to where I could do something like that on an international scale. Obviously, it's going to take time. But yeah, that's like the idea that I have. That's where I'm kind of driving a lot of my energy towards. But I like the way that you're putting the international, let it happen organically, keep doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I, I fuck with that. I like that. I think that a way that you could like, take your financial growth model internationally through education would be collaborating with people who are doing this in these different countries because every country has a community of entrepreneurs and people who have come from nothing or people who are coming up or wherever they land Mm -hmm. connecting with them on a strategy that can make a change um whether that be you as an entrepreneur are starting at a a new objective and them just saying, go check out this guy's objective gives a dollar to a saving a certain communities, whatever 
if you can come up with a plan like that, you could like in one night with a bunch of DMs to every person mm-hmm. get that yeah. done. But it's obviously easier said than done. But that's one way without money and having to fly around that you can digitally spread yourself on the planet. Yeah. And make change. I like that. I like that. How many like how many employees would you say are helping run all your operations? Combined? Yeah. Um sounds like you got a lot going about on. About 20. Okay. Yeah. It's not like huge. Yeah. We we delegate a lot out to our distributors and partners. Okay. So we have like I said we have investors in this other one, so the investors kind of summer sweat equity plus money, so then they're not technically employees, we're partners in those businesses. And then in Europe I have partnered facilities where my mushrooms, my hookah stuff, my whatever inventions are gonna be distributed from. So now if I think of an idea, I have my hubs in these countries, so it's easy to spread things internationally. But yeah, it started with, like I said, just flying to that Indonesia and then coming back and starting businesses, selling my restaurant, and then having my last like 40000 bucks from my $300,000 sale and realizing I have to really like figure this out. And I just started flying to Europe and, and Russia. Russia was the first place I went by myself because it was a growing market and no Ameri- Americans are scared to go. Yeah. So I was like, fuck it, I'll go to Russia. Got my visa, which was interesting, and then figured it's a gold mine there. And my product took off, did a bunch of podcasts, interviews. Every week people were like, how did you invent alpaca? It changed our life. Blew up in Russia, then blew up in Europe. And so just kept flying back and forth and building relationships. Yeah. Scaling yeah. relationships. I think what I want you to kind of pivot on and probably the last thing we can talk about is relationships is like humans, people, mm-hmm. how vital are they to anything that you're going to build? Right. A, a big barrier that I think the average person might have something that I had to overcome very early on was not only just asking for help, but asking, you know, a people to either support or who do you know, or, you know what I mean? Hey, give me a couple minutes. Let me show you something, mm-hmm. things like that. Right. I, I, that's very hard. And I would say when I train salespeople or anybody stepping into sales, I would say, do not sell a product, do not sell a service, start a conversation, a real conversation. Don't even think of your objective yet. If you're really making things and offering things that are quality, it will happen. Play chess, not checkers. Don't have to, you don't have to capitalize in that moment. If it's there, it's there. And if it happens, it's going to happen. Start the conversation, build the relationship. If that relationship isn't fun, then get out. You're wasting your time anyway. I don't need the money from that person. I'd rather have fun and work with people I like. So then build another relationship. And once you do enough of that, it's as easy as like, I, you know, I invented this. Can you make it available in this country? I know you. Yes. Okay. And then it sells there and then you make everybody money. And yeah. if you're making people money, building relationships, no one can hate. Yeah. I like that. 
What do you, we'll probably close on this. What do you like to do in your free time? I party. Yeah? And I like, like, uh, dimlit dinners with, like, close friends. That's what I mean by party. I'm not as much in, like, the bap, bap, disco nightclub party. Uh-huh. But I, I, I do enjoy, yeah, like, uh, just conversations, deep conversations with close friends that you can walk away with some projection on a positive future i like that a lot yeah that's funny are you a you're so you're a late night guy not a really late early night. morning guy yeah 100 percent. i'm i'm early morning really uh, yeah you guys are more successful like mathematically so yeah morning is important i think making your bed is very important and awakening yourself is important yeah the time you get up it just depends what time zone you're working with i mm. work with people who are up at 2, 3 a.m. in Europe, well, for me to catch the phone calls. So time is irrelevant. It's more you, your circadian rhythm. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, I appreciate you for coming on the show. Thanks for taking the time. This was really, I I didn't know what we were going to get at first, you know, but I'm really happy with the episode that we've done so far. We'll probably finish up with this last question that I have for all our guests is, who are maybe two to three people that you know, probably hopefully in the Southern California area, that you would like to recommend that I try to reach out to and get them on this show? Hmm. Sitting in the same couch. It could be other entrepreneurs like Let's yourself. See. Could be somebody who maybe has a cool an, career. An interesting one would be Zach Rothman. He's probably one of my more successful entrepreneur friends. Got a lot of stories. Uh, number two, a good entrepreneur guy that you'd link is Oleg Shartaker. He's a Russian entrepreneur who I've worked with since I was 20 years old. Met him at a lounge and he came in and said, I'm Oleg, I'm from Russia. Cool. He's great. And then uh, third one, David Durant. Uh, He's a kind of techie entrepreneur in the Salesforce, more uh, dev space. So he kind of offers a different outlook than the first two I gave you who are more like me. Yeah. So those three would be a good mix. I like that. Yeah. We'll reach out to them and see if we can get them on sometime soon. Well, hey, brother, I appreciate you coming on. This has been Natural Thoughts and Talks. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good day. Bye.